Anybody watch World Cup? I've seen a few games. Anybody watch World Cup? Largely to loop basic. Loop 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 basic. Largely to loop basic. Loop Welcome to Completely Unprepared Podcast. My name is David. I'm Aaron Carter. I'm Aaron Carter's number one fan. So how's tennis? Who's still alive? <laughs> um, I believe, I believe, as far as I'm aware, uh, it's just uh, David and I and your dad, right? <laughs> it's just three fourths of the four people. Yep. Yeah, I mean, yeah, looking I'm, at looking at I'm this entirely, scoreboard, entirely out. Wow, David, you got 39 points. Impressive. Yeah, I'm really smart. You must know a lot about tennis. Tell me about all the tennis things that the, you know about. So <laughs> the goal is to try and get the yellow ball or green ball, I don't even know what it is, over the net um, within the white lines in a spot where your opponent can't get a good enough shot to return it back to you. That's essentially tennis. And you, you, you do this using rackets? Oh, <laughs> racket handball? You use racket itch. Okay, okay. Um, and, and I believe that uh, one of the players that you picked is, uh, what, what, what's her name? She's really famous. Um, she's married to oh, the, oh. Reddit, the founder of Reddit, who, you know, her, her own individual achievements don't matter because of who her husband is. So. Right, Venus Williams. He, definitely, yep, that's what it is. That's what it is. <laughs> on my on my team. Yep, you got you got Venus one. So congratulations. I forgot. I also got uh, Cenus Williams. <laughs> Cenus Venus. I also have Mertens and Burtons. Mertens and Burtons, which just Mertens sounds like a Burtons. great, great time. Yeah, I I, re- I recognize your strategy pretty quickly with uh, your picking. Mertens, I assume, is you picked because that's also a soccer player's name. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that is. That's not why I picked him, but I, yep. you're right. Oh, that was my guess. I was like, why would he be getting Mertens? And then I googled Mertens, and the first pick was the first thing was a soccer player. I was like, I bet that's why. No, that makes sense. But anyway, though. Mertens, Mertens. 
I think it was very subconscious. Zakari, Booz Arnescu. All very fun names. All fun names. That was the entirety (laughs) of my team picking. Yep. I was going to say, I feel like that's the only way to do it. I knew Serena and Venus, and so I just went early on those, and then I picked the rest entirely based on their names. I'm still trying to figure out the right way to say that Mertens and Burtons are the Ertons of millions and billions. (laughs) Mertens and Burtons. I'd I'd buy suits for Mertens and Burtons. I hear that's a good company. Yeah, it's better than Mertens Warehouse, at least. (laughs) (laughs) You're not wrong. Also, Williams and Burtons sounds like a Williams-Sonoma knockoffs <laughs> would be pretty cool to go to it's the lie. marshals of william sonoma <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> they sell all the brand names um they just all have no. sale tags apparently um oh damn i'm going through i have meal pal which means that i get like you reserve your lunch at different restaurants beforehand for a certain fixed price oh, nice. um it's this like is the most San Francisco thing I've ever heard. Yeah, I, I know. Trust thing. me, I fucking hate it. Like, but it makes <laughs> it's it's easy. It it works for me, and you know. That's also a very San Franciscan. I hate it, but it makes it so easy. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Honestly, I just you know it's funny because I just finished watching this movie about like the this um crime that happens in like the middle of an Indian reservation in Wyoming in winter, and I'm like. That looks so nice. I miss my snowmobiles. And then I come back and I'm sitting here on a podcast scrolling through meal options that I get to reserve tomorrow that are all within like a five block radius of my (laughs) office. So, you know, feeling really great about my life. (laughs) Killing Um, it. Absolutely killing it. But back to tennis. Back to tennis. (laughs) That's what really matters. Okay. Um, Yeah. There's a, there's not a lot of women left in uh, Wimbledon. What is it? Five of the top eight are out now. Uh, four of them were in the first round. Actually, I think it's six out of eight now. Because, yeah, six of the top eight are out. That only leaves yeah. uh, Madison Keys, maybe? I'm not sure who's who else is in the top eight. No, yeah, it's um, been, uh, Pliskova? Is oh, right. Um, Caroline. And actually, that's 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 the only from the top eight as far as their rankings. Because other than that, next up is number eleven, who's Angelique Kerber. Oh, uh, Serena. Serena is the other one. Yeah, so well, oh, Serena technically, right. yeah, she's she was right. ranked twenty fifth. Yeah, yeah, like her actual she's WTA seated. ranking is seated twenty fifth. So, but yeah, top her actual eight, w, right. her actual ranking is like one hundred and something right now. They yeah. they seated her at twenty three because. It just didn't seem fair to like match her up against Halep in the first round. If I if I had to pick one to win, I, I'd probably go Kerber at this point, because uh, the grass court favors the bigger hitters because it plays faster. Because basically the ball just skids off the ground at that point. So if you if you're hitting it hard, it it makes it so much it makes it just that much harder to return. So anybody who's got a big yeah. shot, um, like Angelique <laughs> Kerber and Serena Williams, uh, Julia Gerges, they're they're all very favored in this. Uh, yeah. But if you had to ask me right now, I think Kerber's playing the best, so I'd go with her. Yeah. I mean, by the same time, like, you know, you never know, considering so many people are already out. This, uh, uh, this, this Gorgas that I randomly got picked up for might, uh, might still pull it out. 
Yeah. Julia Gurgis. Gorgis. Gorgis. <laughs> I know. It's like unique New York. Unique New York. I always think it's funny. Like every time I watch like international sports, I get so used to their names. Then when I go to like regular, like U.S. sports, I'll be like, oh, yeah, I really like Rosé over there. You mean Rose? <laughs> yeah, that <No>. one. <laughs> yeah. I mean, MLS has some pretty crazy names, too. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Wondolowski. <laughs> Wondolowski. Mike Wazowski. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think, I mean, I don't know anything about, isn't, um, on the, on the not important men's side, uh, what's his name? Federer is still in it, right? Yeah. Uh, Federer and Nadal are on a crash course for the finals and oh, uh, everybody's talking about it, but, uh, there, there's some serious competition left for both of them. Uh, Djokovic is starting to look back to form. He uh, had some knee surgery last year, and since then he's been really struggling. But uh, this is the first tournament where you, we're looking at him again and being like, oh, God, that guy is back on it. He's going to go kill him. So, Why much, did he have knee surgery? I imagine his knee hurt. Oh, <laughs> I okay. actually don't know the answer. But I, like, know the I answer. guess – He didn't, okay. didn't do it like in the middle of a major match or anything like that. Okay. But uh, I think just, you know, wear and tear over time. Because okay. when you're practicing, especially like – Half the year they're on clay or on a hard court, and that's just you know running on cement, doing those jagged steps. It's really bad for your knees. Well, maybe um, that's why. Is that maybe so, why he's doing? Is that possibly part of the reason why he's doing well on um, grass because it's not as uh, like, miserable? Yeah, there, there's something to be said for that. Uh, because yeah, he started looking good again in grass season, where it's a little bit more forgiving to your legs, but. Uh, hope, hoping he's back to form. I'm not a, the biggest fan of Djokovic. Like I have nothing against him. It's, he's a really good player. I'm not going to ever take that. I just don't get excited for him. But uh, you don't I, get I, yourself all in a tither. No, no, no. I mean, maybe. Have you seen that hair? It's beautiful. <laughs> he's not Djokovicing around. <laughs> You have no idea how many times I make bitch jokes with all these foreign names. My favorite is uh, Fuxibitch, or I don't know how it's actually pronounced because I call him Fuxibitch. Fuxibitch. That's awesome. <laughs> oh, yeah. Fuxibitch is up there. Oh, yeah. Um, and there's yeah, all the, names are the former good. player. Former player was uh, Ivanovich, and I always just call him even a bitch. So much fun. Wait, isn't Ivanovich also a soccer person? Like, I'm sure yes. that there's a name. That sounds very familiar. Ivanovich used to play for, I believe, Chelsea. Ah, he was a. Uh, uh, I think it might be the same guy, actually. I think he was serving. I'm sure it's not. <laughs> he just switched sports. No, 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 because he, he actually did switch sports. Um, Wait, that? No. Yeah. I could be wrong, though. I'm pretty sure. I think he not. played. He played in EPL. I'm, I don't remember. I think I got the wrong name, the name wrong anyway. Let's say because I think your Ivanovich has a ch, right? I don't know. This guy has a c <laughs> with a thingy over the top of it. I don't know. Um, come back to me. I'll figure this out. All right, I'll take you up on that. He currently plays for Zenit Saint Petersburg. Ivanisevich. That's the actual name I was looking uh, for. Ah, there you go. Okay, oh, so that guy switched sports. The niece of Ivanovich. Uh, yeah. 
Let me see. He play. He supports West Brom, but I and I think he played a match with them at one point. Good for oh, he him. played. He was in an exhibition match for the Croatian national team in 1998. <laughs> so this guy was just doubling up on his professional sports. He's the you know, uh, Croatian version of Bo Jackson. Huh. <laughs> Actually, that's probably an accurate. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, if he can do it, he can fucking do it. Although, I, w- I wish he would call himself Bo- Croatian Bo Jackson, though. <laughs> I was going to say, because Bo-, like, Bo Jackson in and of himself is an incredible, fantastic human being. So. Just introduce himself that way. Hi, I'm uh, <laughs> Ivan Ivovich. Uh, I'm basically people the People say Croatian that I'm... Bo-Jackson. Yeah, exactly. His, uh, his commercial line didn't do so well. Even Croatian Bonos. This didn't quite ring as well. Mm-mm. People just kept calling him a Crobo. Hey! You Crobo. <laughs> That's Actually, a nickname on top of a nickname for the record. I like it. <laughs> he had a nickname and then they made it into another nickname. <laughs> and if you will. Um really crow. I'm trying to think what other what other professional multi sport athletes there were. There was that dude from FSU. Um in like ninety eight something. I didn't know that Troy Aikman played uh, baseball and was drafted by the Mets out of high school. Huh. Good for him. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, it seems like mostly it is uh, baseball and football, which makes sense because of the seasons. Yeah. Um, Basketball definitely run, runs over that. However, Terry Baker from Oregon State won the Heisman Trophy in 1962 and was also a member of a basketball team that reached the 1963 NCAA men's basketball tournament. Hmm. I know a couple years ago, uh, was it Devin Allen was the first uh, player in Pac-12 history to win both a Pac-12 t- title in uh, football and a Pac-12 title in basketball? I think so. Uh, let's see what else. I'm looking at professional right now, so I'm not actually looking. Um, but Terry Bradshaw, set a national record in the javelin uh my attempt to look this up i found outdoor track and field bests by collegiate football players Ooh, terry bradshaw oh yeah terry bradshaw oh um Uh, charlie ward that's who i was thinking of from fsu uh who uh a lot of them actually also do track too so makes sense well, Maurice Jones-Drew played football and ran track at UCLA. Like, I remember. Yeah. Um, but sorry, go ahead. No, I was just going to say I remember that. Oh, yeah. Uh, DeAnthony Thomas ran for Oregon and also uh, kind of made it famous as a football player. What year was that that DeAnthony was running? Uh, 2011, 2012, I think. One of those two. <laughs> uh, Meanwhile. It was, summer, it, it was a summer between 2011 and 2012. What what did he run? Two hundred or one hundred? I think he did. I think he was just using a hundred yeah. meter dash. He was the tenth fastest. Yeah. In two thousand twelve, he was the tenth fastest two hundred meter uh, uh, football player in college. No, yeah, that makes sense. Two thousand twelve, he was a freshman. Was he? God damn. Yeah. Right. Um, <laughs> I will say none of these are as good as my personal favorite dual professional sport athlete, which is Jake Plummer. 
because <laughs> he was a quarterback and then in like such a respected move in Kira's book, fucking just went to Alaska and started playing handball. <laughs> like, gonna make it big, mom. I gotta have a fallback plan. He just kind of dropped off the face of the planet for a while and like played handball and he mostly like had a little ranch in Wyoming and then he competed in Alaska and then next thing you know he shows back up on ASU's campus and he's like, Look at my brick cell phone. By the way, I've been playing handball for the past five years or two years. This is neat. There he is. Good for Jake Plummer. Right? Jesus Christ. Yeah. Jesus Christ. He also um, grew like a huge freaking beard and had super crazy long hair. Um, yeah, when he was on the Broncos. <laughs> immediately after. Oh, here's a documentary on it. Hand plumber? They interviewed, yeah, they interviewed his dad. Well, uh, speaking of dual sports uh, players that I just remembered, Russell Wilson. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's a guy. He owns a baseball team. Plays for a baseball team. Well, he's trying to own a baseball team. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, he was he was drafted by the Rockies back in 2010. Oh, yeah, but I mean, he also didn't he played... fucking play. So. Yeah, he played for the Rangers for a little bit. I thought. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think he played a little bit in their minor league, right? Uh, yeah, something like that. He at least he does training camp with them and stuff. Yeah. Jameis Winston oh, could have done that. Yeah. Oh, yeah, golf. Golf, yeah. My- Michael Jordan? Michael Jordan. What? He played professional baseball, kind of. <laughs> I know. Okay, come on. We've all seen Space Jam. All right. Oh, yeah. I forgot that was a part of Space Jam. Yeah, it was like, he had the the walk it off in the movie. <laughs> well, yeah. now we have the, uh, the... Have you guys watched Jordan Rides the Bus, speaking of? What it's actually know? really interesting. It's a ESPN 30 for 30. I didn't know that he, he was uh, like doing it to honor his dead dad, supposedly. Oh, shit. Like, that's why he wanted to go play baseball, because his father had passed away. Like, Interesting. Yeah, so it wasn't just, hey, I want to go play baseball. Also, I suck at baseball. And then, like, when he was actually down there, he really made it about the team, not just, hey, look, I'm Michael Jordan playing baseball. He would always ride with the team Hell and yeah. make sure, like, he knew that they weren't uh, – second to him hmm that's awesome i'm gonna have to watch this this is a uh, 30 for 30 right yeah i was super surprised I, I, like i just saw it and i had nothing to do one day and i was like wow good for michael jordan that Honestly, almost makes it for the hitler yeah. stash it doesn't but it's close you were almost <laughs> <laughs> you're uh, getting there <laughs> uh, well you know at least we'll always have tim tebow <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Funny things that I say that I don't even believe myself. Oh, Teebs. Just crushing it with the Mets, you know? Well, I would oh, say he's doing as good, as good for the Mets as he did for the Broncos. Oh. <laughs> 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 uh. At least Why Jesus got a little less lonely. <laughs> hey, he also didn't Tim Tebow save some kid from like having an ep? Like he he helped a kid when he was having a seizure. Probably. I don't know, but I believe it. 
Yeah, no, Tim Tebow seizure kid. <laughs> Welcome to our new segment called <laughs> We Make Up Facts About Tim Tebow That Everyone Will Believe. Post this all over the internet. People are going to believe it. <laughs> so he comforted a guy who was having a seizure. So uh, he, where is this? I, want, I don't want New York Post. I want USA Today. Okay, and then you have ABC News, which everybody's like, because USA Today is like, Tim Tebow comforts fan who has seizure. New York Post, like, Tim Tebow helps man uh, with seizure, blah, blah, blah. ABC News, um, or ABC.com. Miracle moment. Unconscious fan wakes up after Tim Tebow's prayer. What the fuck? <laughs> oh, that's so the most clickbait guy, title I've ever heard. It was in the Fall League. Uh, when was this? This was last year, so October or two years, almost two years ago, tw- October 2016. Um, I really appreciate how it opens with uh, blah blah blah. Tebow, who went 0 for three at the plate, was signing autographs when the fan suffered a seizure and lowered himself to the concrete ground. The man stayed alert, and Tebow waited with him for about 15 minutes before paramedics arrived. And he was like just chilling with him, talking about like football and shit, and then. Um, apparently he was a UGA fan, which is even funnier. Um, <laughs> but, oh. but yeah, and then a bunch of people said, God bless you and shit like that. So do we know why the guy had a seizure? Maybe it was but because it was a brain of tumor. <laughs> <laughs> he just saw Tim Tebow and immediately collapsed. That was a brain tumor. Hmm. That's a lot that's less funny. That's not as funny as mine. Yeah, yeah that's sad. I was hoping that he, he's like, hey, Tebow, you know what I thought of that game? <laughs> just get so angry and just start seizing. <laughs> That'll show him. <laughs> that, that, if he would have died right there, that guy would have gone out on top. Oh, for fucking <laughs> sure. Like, just... <laughs> He'll show up at the pearly Revenge game. seizure. Hey, look at what I did. Oh. Hilarious. Next Revenge time he calls seizure. you, you tell him. I said, "What's up?" <laughs> oh, he'll call you. I know he'll call you. <laughs> he does all the time. Oh! Every time that guy throws an interception, he calls you. <laughs> he says, "What the fuck are you doing?" <laughs> Why, <laughs> Tim? You know the Broncos are my chosen team. What are you doing? That's why the guy. That's why sunsets are blue and orange. God's a Broncos fan. I God. say that as if. And the Lord said, let's go, Broncos. Broncos, let's go. That is a legitimate uh, sign that was in my grandpa's house growing up. <laughs> you know, you're from Colorado. <laughs> you know, you're kind of from a redneck family when. <laughs> <laughs> they, they have a framed picture of a sports phrase <laughs> it says oh man well you know what just because Tim Tebow didn't help us with prayers so excited for Case Keenum to come in and oh, I, don't, I don't know if like the, this must be such like a kick in the pants because like there's a point where you just had bad quarterbacks and you're just like okay we got Jay Cutler then we got Tim Tebow that sucks life's horrible but then you get this ray of hope where Peyton comes out. And we all knew. Everybody knew, like his retirement fucking lap. 
Like we all knew and all of us did not take that for granted. I 100% acknowledge that he just wanted to get the ring with us and leave. Like he was not staying uh, I, I know. But I just, to have that moment where you get a ring with Peyton and it's awesome. And then you're like, all right, now we're going to bring in Mark Sanchez. <laughs> <laughs> it's like they like built you up to kick you down again. Yeah, they really just were like, all right, we're going to seat the fans for this one season. We're just going to bring in Peyton or, or two, whatever. Um, going to bring him in. He's going to be fun. And then after this, literally our, our excuse every single fucking day has been, oh, you guys have had shitty quarterbacks for a while now. Yeah, but we had Peyton Manning for a little bit. <laughs> so we can't complain. Like, literally, they just did it to shut us up. Yep. <laughs> So, you've had fully historically, <laughs> you've had two of the greatest quarterbacks of all time, and Mark Sanchez. <laughs> it's it's basically karmic retribution. Let's be entirely honest. We got four years of Peyton, and let's see how many years was Ole with us. Oh God, not counting now because he's just coming yeah. in, fucking oh, with me. However many years that gets you, Kyle Orton. <laughs> <laughs> you got him for 15 fuck it. wait no yeah wow wait hold on I'm gonna count what a great 15 one. years that must have one, been two, three, 16 seasons only 8 of those 9 of those were while I was alive <laughs> oh that's your not childhood. Quite, quite a while yeah and then you just spend the major, like, majorly formative years of your life. Let's see. We're going to go through him, this whole list. You had him longer than you had a president. <laughs> Thank goodness. All right. So, let's see. John Elway. I don't know why. Oh, the number of games has started. Okay, hold on. Uh, after John Elway. Ooh. Oh, man. We had Brian Greasy. I forgot about Brian Greasy. <laughs> I think a lot of people forget about him. <laughs> yeah. So Brian Greasy, then we had Jake Plummer, then Jay Cutler, then Kyle Orton, and Tim Tebow for one outstanding year where Kyle Orton still had five starts, and then Peyton for four, and then Trevor Simeon the last two years. Well, yeah, pretty much. And now, God bless Case Keenum. We just come in and. Well, he'll have Royce. He'll have Royce. Thank God. I'm excited for Royce. I'm really excited for Royce. Just another elite Oregon quarterback that it's doing something in the NFL. Like LaMichael James. LaMichael James. By the way, this is a joke because despite the fact that there are a lot of Oregon running backs in the NFL, most of them aren't doing anything. Yeah. Yeah. They kind of don't pan out too well. Yeah, is, isn't Mike, well, Michael James, he owned, like, a, no, never mind. I thought he ran a, um, he owned a car dealership, but I don't think that is correct. Sounds like something, uh, if I remember correctly, he's from Texas. Texan college football star would do. Yeah. As far as I other mean, Oregon running backs, you got DeAnthony Thomas, who's a kick returner that's not returning kicks. You got Michael James, who did terribly. LeGarrette Blunt. Technically, it was an Oregon running back. Oh, uh, yeah. Technically, take it. Super yep. Bowl winner. 
Yep. Well, Michael James is pretty active on Twitter. Well, I don't think he's got a lot of other stuff going on. He <laughs> really doesn't. Don't forget um, Jay Stu. Oh, yeah, Jonathan Stewart. There you go. The Super Bowl runner-up. I was going to say, he's doing some show of his life. Mm-hmm. There you go. Well, you also I, have... I, I uh, think Josh Huff is a, is a running back for some reason, but he's a wide receiver. No, yeah, he didn't do much. Now I'm on a yeah. list of notable U of O alumni. Phil Dunphy from Modern Family. Uh, Chuck Kalaniuk. Had no idea. Who? He's an author. He wrote, um, he was a screenwriter for, um, or no, he wrote Fight Club, oh. the book. Um, and he also wrote uh, a bunch of other kind of like satire, really kind of dark humor books that are fucking hilarious. Hmm. Sounds about right. Yeah, he's he's actually really good. You're welcome, world. Um, what else? Who else is from you? Uh, Tinker Animal House Hatfield? is from there. Yeah, Animal House is from there. Uh, you have a, a a guy who uh, I don't know if you've I don't know if you've heard of him. Um, Marcus Nike. Mariota. Oh yeah, that guy. Yeah, Marcus or Mariota. Gus Johnson calls him. Maserati Mariota. <laughs> oh no, he called him Marcus Maserati. He kept yep. trying to make that a thing. Oh, please. Hey, Gus Johnson, I know you listen to our uh, podcast. Stop making cutesy names for players. You're really bad at it. <laughs> <laughs> it's like when, uh, when or you remember earlier in the season, and it was maybe two or three seasons ago, uh, Seattle was paying, playing Detroit and batted the ball out of the end zone. Yep. Yeah. Skip Bayless. Skip Bayless kept trying to call it the bat out of hell play. Ugh. Over and over and over. And even just said, I'm giving it the name and kept saying it and nobody bit. Yeah, because it's a really dumb name. Fucking stupid. The bat out of. Fuck you. (laughs) Yeah. Quit trying to make fetch happen. It's not going to happen. <laughs> Skip totally belongs in Mean Girls. Thank God I actually oh get the God. reference. Oh, I'm proud of you. Yeah, I, I, I hadn't seen that movie at all until like a year or two ago. Oh, man. Now you're in on it. Now I'm in on it. It's like, I feel like when I first watched Madagascar in elementary school and then realized that my friend all of his catchy taglines were just from that movie and i was like what the fuck <laughs> that was the first time david felt betrayed he gets fucking <laughs> great laughs in class and he's just ripping them all off and nobody else in class is watching that movie so nobody knows fuck, fuck you dylan you thought people wouldn't remember we still remember still remember you basically He's ruined david's confidence for years that, I, I didn't say that <laughs> You've made him doubt every single life choice. Didn't say that. <laughs> Fucking Dylan. It was just unjust. I want to kind of bring it back for a hot second because uh, when I googled Peyton Manning, there was a news hit from a, like the past couple of days where apparently, uh, you guys know Hunter S. Thompson, right? The, oh. the author. Yeah. Yeah. No, I said no. Uh, 
Oh, so Hunter S. Thompson is a really famous uh, novelist, author, journalist, etc. Um, he uh, was a screenwriter for Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas. I'm not familiar with it. And he's like kind of a famous um, Halloween costume that some people like is not he like um, the character that he made. Uh, he also, well, that's pretty much the most notable one. Anyway, um, he was the founder of the Gonzo Journalism Movement. Either way, he also, he was the guy who wrote with Hell's Angels for like a whole year and wrote about it in a book, which oh. is crazy. That's um, pretty cool. He's known for being fucking nuts. And apparently, he offered $30 million to the owners of the Colts, Jim Ursay, to pick Ryan Leaf over Peyton Manning <laughs> back in the 1998 draft. Oh. I, I bet he's trying to bury that so far down. <laughs> Literally, Ryan Leaf got a letter um, that Hunter Thompson wrote to Jim Ursay in 98 <laughs> asking him, the letter is Dear James uh, in response to your Dear adult S- request for a quick 30 million dollar oh no yeah here we go in response to your adult request for a quick 30 million dollar loan to secure the services of the Manning kid I have to say no at this time but the leaf boy is another manner matter he looks strong and manning doesn't or at least not strong enough to handle that welcome to the nfl business for two years without a world-class offensive line how are you fixed that left outside tackle for the next year few years james think about it you don't want a china doll back there when that freak sap comes crashing in okay let me know if you need some money for leaf i expect to be very rich when this depth movie comes out your faithful consultant hunter s thompson (laughs) <laughs> that is the craziest thing I've ever heard this is amazing <laughs> I am fucking obsessed <laughs> I uh, I can't believe that Jim Ursa didn't go with Ryan Leaf now apparently should, should even then it. even then there's like they just included a note like for fucking 30 million dollars like wow. Anyway, yeah, Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas was the movie he was referring to, and it only made eighteen point five, or it only made ten point seven million, and it cost eighteen point five to make. Ouch. So became a cult classic, though. Oh yeah, like it definitely is. But yeah. Um, <laughs> meanwhile, Ryan Leaf with the Chargers. Through 14 touchdowns and 36 interceptions. Holy shit. <laughs> yeah. So. Ryan Lynch. He, oh. uh, the biggest flop in NFL history. Okay, number two. Overall. I thought it was so funny when um, Mitch Trubisky, I think, got drafted. The next day, ESPN had Ryan Leaf on to talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think about this pick, Ryan Leaf? Biggest flop in NFL history. Do you Ugh. think Mitch Trubisky is a good call? <laughs> Let's talk At about this. <laughs> I mean, apparently Ryan Leaf is like actually. I, okay, I don't know if he's been on ESPN for a while or if they just bring him back to talk about busted picks. <laughs> he kind of just. I choose to believe it's a ladder. 
He kind of just sits at home and waits for the phone to ring when it goes off. He goes, oh, they need me. <laughs> I, I know why they're calling, but I'm not making money anywhere else. <laughs> Actually, it looks like he, he hosts Pac-12 This Morning radio show on Sirius XM oh. and is an on Fox Sports 1. And he is a program ambassador for a rehab community. Good for him. For a sober living community. Um, yeah, I imagine uh, he, he had yeah. to. Yeah, we're going to deal with a lot of this. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh, he, he went to some deep shit. Apparently, uh, he also um, gave a keynote to the Collegiate Recovery Conference in Houston. Real deep on Ryan Leaf. This week on Noah Leaf. It's <laughs> <laughs> a, a very... We're not going to have other episodes. There aren't any others. In comes our, our Maybe Leaf song Erickson. for it. All the leaves are brown. All the leaves are brown. And the sky is gray. All the leaves are brown. And the sky... <laughs> hey, you can make it happen. <laughs> oh man! Next That's week we'll talk about Leaf Erickson. <laughs> Those are the only leaves I know. Oh. Every time somebody tweets us about it, we'll say "Leave me alone." Leave me alone. Oh. We can also just discuss <laughs> other. We can call our our segment our "Leave Me Alone," talking about the biggest busts in NFL draft history. Please, let's do this. <laughs> Are you totally <laughs> yes <laughs> where's the list get real deep on they really called Matt oh Matt Leinert <laughs> was apparently yeah. a big yeah oh, he's he's further down I mean at least considering the fact that there was once a song uh, there was once the line in a song and Trojans in my pocket Matt Leinert Considering that that was a line in a song, and he got to where he went, I'd call that a pretty big bust. Yeah, I think he's. I think he's done well as far as football, though. I mean, yeah, he, he's on Fox Sports One too. Yeah, he he's part of their <laughs> halftime show. Maybe that's what we make the "Leave Me Alone" segment, which semi-mediocre professional football player, oh. former professional football player, is now an analyst. David Carr. I I, I have the best answer actually. Jesse Palmer does the news now. What? <laughs> like the actual news news? And we've got I a cold front we're... coming in. <laughs> Just like hey. my career. Yeah, actual <laughs> news work now. Wow. He also did a TV show about battling food trucks. What? I would like for him to get sent to the White House and just repeatedly ask questions about the Buffalo Bills. Okay, he does Daily Mail TV. Is what he oh is God, with the, the Daily Mail? For. Are you serious? <laughs> yep. I was at the gym the other day. And I was like, worse. I'm watching the news, and it's Jesse Palmer. <laughs> I had to like seven seven take it. Just like look, like that can't be the guy that was before T-Boat. No way. <laughs> no, that's Jesse honestly Palmer. even worse. Um. Anybody watch World Cup? I've seen a few games. Actually, yeah. Because you guys are yelling about it. Yeah. I said a lot of PK. Croatia. Yes. Croatia uh, 
got sweet, sweet victory over Russia in penalty Thanks kick shootout. Largely to Lou Basic. Huh? Love that guy. Thanks largely to Lou Basic. Love that guy. Lou Basic. <laughs> Lubasek? Lubasek? No, Lubasic. right? Okay, coming from the same guy who just started bragging about, oh, I know all the names of foreign players in tennis. I'm so cool. Yeah, I don't know the names of foreign players in soccer. You should. <laughs> anyway, I tried. Listening. I tried searching Lubasic. Lubasic. Anyway, <laughs> it said, "Did you mean mm, basic?" <laughs> <laughs> yes, actually, I did. Thank you for asking. Um. <laughs> New basic. I don't see a new right. basic. Sue basic. Sue basic. That's what it is. Oh, okay. Yeah, no. Super check. Sue. Yeah, see? It's that easy. Fucking A. I'm yeah, really bad with I just know that the C. At, thank you. I know that the C at the end is supposed to have a ch sound. Because almost all yeah. of them do. I really exactly. want to take. Have you guys ever seen Baby Driver? No, I heard of so, it's amazing. I mean, I've watched it twice. I made actually. Um, Hack was in town this weekend, and I made him and his friends do watch it, and they loved it. So, um, but um, one of the things that he does in the movie, is he records what people are saying, and he makes like mixes and like songs out of them. And I really just want to take all of the like efforts of you guys trying to um, pronounce these names <laughs> and put it into like some song with like some record scratches and like a beat behind it. Please do this. So I think I might do this tomorrow at work. Anybody watch World Cup? I've seen a few games. Anybody watch World Cup? Largely to loop basic loop 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 basic Largely to loop basic loop loop Did you mean basic? basic. Did you mean basic? basic. Super check. Sound. Sound. Vita. Domagaj Vita. basic. This one here, though. Give me enough enough material to work with. Look at this guy here. He he looks like uh like a large Gerber baby. Whoa! Okay. His Vita. He looks like if Lord Voldemort had a nose. <laughs> <laughs> Domagaj Vita. He looks like he's about to snap the neck of a little bunny and then talk about a farm. <laughs> he, he, he looks like he should be in some like super dystopian alien movie, but he's like the funny guy who is also really <laughs> crazy and has a bunch of neck tattoos. <laughs> He looks like he you just be... made uh, Prometheus such a better movie. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy! 
Yeah, shit. So, so, so baseball, or not baseball, sorry, um, World Cup. Totally two different things. I'm obviously thinking of one and not the other. Yeah, so real, we'll, we'll just go real quick through it. Um, so who, who would you guys like to see win? So, so right now we have France versus Belgium, and then we have Croatia versus England. Who would you guys like to see win? Croatia. Croatia. Yep. Croatia. Okay. 100%. I mean, I wouldn't I mind know. England, but right. going Sue Basic on this one. I'm rooting for. Always root for the underdog. I'm rooting for England at this point because they have the most Manchester United players left. That's my reasoning. I mean, that's fine. Wait. Yeah, that actually hoppers. makes sense. Oh, oh, so actually, this is really interesting. And, um, I wanted to kind of get David's thoughts on it, but let me see if I can find the article. Okay. Um, um, so basically, it went into Sue this basically. conversation. Sue, Sue basically. Um, <laughs> uh, FIFA World Cup 2018. I'll, I'll try and recount it from memory as best as I can and try and find the actual um, video about it. Um, so... It was talking about how a large number of um, players are actually technically foreign-born. Um, so, um, of the 32 teams, 25 of the teams um, have at least one foreign-born player. And it's a lot of... Uh, 35 French-born players will likely compete for other countries. And so what this is, it was talking about this incredible, like why France has so many players that are so good, but also choose to play for countries. And so what it talks about is because the foreign born player is like such a crazy thing. FIFA's rules allow for a player to play for a country if either they were born there, their parents were born there or their grandparents were born there. And so they looked at which of the countries have the most um, like players born in their country that are playing for other countries and it's France. And the reason being because um, after the world wars, France was completely obliterated. And so a lot of people moved from Southern countries up to France to help rebuild, to help get new careers, et cetera. Um, so the, they were born in other countries and then migrated to France at the same hmm. time, France, like was going through a major professional sports drought and they actually founded one of the world's first football or soccer academies. And so it was one of the very first like training camp things for soccer players because they wanted to develop their players and their talent because they didn't have anything. They'd like missed out on three consecutive world cups or some shit like that. So it created this big culture of very good French players whose parents came from other countries after the world wars. And now after like two generations of being developed in France, they're actually going back and choosing to play for their countries where their grandparents were born before the World War. Interesting. That's really interesting. Like, I what, thought it was cool. Yeah, it is. That, no, so, that's super interesting. So, um, in a similar vein. So, uh, what you're saying is that I can play for the Philippine national team. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm sure. I'm sure that they just they just need bodies, right? So this was the thing this was the thing four years ago. Our coach was uh was a German actually. 
for the U.S. men's national team. And uh, yeah. he was recruiting a bunch of players from, like, Iceland and Germany and European countries who would be able to play over here because of that rule. Yeah. And putting them on our national team as well as a hefty portion of MLS players who hadn't really got called up before. And then the mainstays of the national team were there as well. Um, It seems like at least at that point, it worked fairly well. It wasn't until, you know, the time after that now it's come out that it actually created some tension on the team. Oh, yeah. Well, because you're also talking about, like, um, from the American standpoint, like, I mean, we're not exactly soccer. Well, we're soccer-friendly-ish. I don't know. Um, well, the, the people on the soccer team, at least, are soccer-friendly. Yeah, generally speaking. So that's interesting. It was specifically the German players that it has come out that there are some issues. Uh, well, I mean, soon it's going to be every single fucking player because we're just isolating our nationalistic policies. So <laughs> soon no player is going to want to play for America and we're just going to be in a sports drought for literally ever. No, no, it's like oh, what I said the other like day. It'll be like the NFL. It's like I said the other day. The NFL is going to lose a lot of talent, and that talent, some of it's going to come to soccer. Just inevitably, some of it's going to come to soccer. I feel like I feel like more, yeah, because more kids are starting, like more parents are putting kids into soccer instead of football because of the injuries. Yeah, well, and like I, I yeah. feel like this has been said probably a thousand times before, but the U.S. is one of the rare countries where soccer isn't the number one sport and soccer isn't even in the top four yeah in all of these other countries yeah sure australia has like i mean a lot of countries do but australia and new zealand in particular rugby is really big and so they have to compete with that and you know a lot of countries have cricket is something they compete with uh and so you lose some talent to those different sports but in none of them do you have football, basketball, baseball, hockey, um, the wonderful athletes we lose to NASCAR. Um. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we have so many NASCARs. No, I'm just kidding. That's <laughs> Dale Jr. would have made a wonderful striker. <laughs> It's also funny because, like, so many NASCAR players, not NASCAR players, they're not players, whatever, NASCAR drivers yeah. are really fucking short. Yeah. Like, ridiculous. Like, I mean, not like, you know, super short, but like, I feel like most soccer players average, like, you know, 5'10 to 6'3, give or take, because you kind of have to, especially goalies, like, you have to be tall and, like, have a good wingspan and, like, you run, whatever. Like, you don't really have a whole lot of like five four to five eight uh, soccer players. That would be uh, adorable, though, just to see them running their little hearts out down there. There, there are several soccer players in the like five six to like five eleven range. is is a pretty typical. Okay, size. maybe that's a more typical size. But I'm thinking like 
I'm pretty sure it, it just depends the on the position. Height of NASCAR drivers. Um, are smaller drivers better? Well, Tony Stewart's five nine. Jeff Gordon's five eight. Kozlowski's five ten. Truex Jr.'s five eleven. Dale Jr.'s okay. Yeah, foot. you got it. It's kind of it's kind of all right in that range. Yeah. Danica Patrick though is five foot two. Yeah, and there are like a couple of other. I mean, like I think like um, Bub. No, Bubba's pretty averagely tall. Um, Danica Patrick is a full foot shorter than Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> Good for her. Okay, maybe I'm overthinking. Like I think as far as like on the shorter edge of the scale. Like, I'm not saying that they're four foot. They're not like midgets, but right. But like to the point, like they're not jockeys. Joseph <laughs> not Martinez jockeys. is a Venezuelan player who plays in the MLS. He's currently the Golden Boot front runner for MLS with yeah. 18 goals. Next closest has 11. Oh, cheapers! Yeah, he's running away with it. Good for him. And how tall is he? Five foot seven. Oh, well, there you go. It's just because he's quicker. He can start under the yeah. legs of the taller guys. Well, and like Messi's like five seven, I think. I mean, that's my height. Yeah, Messi's your height. Yeah, Messi's my height. I think uh, Jose Altuve is an inch shorter than I am. There you go. Something like that. Yeah, I think he's five six. That sounds right. Yeah, so I mean, I always just picture very good athletes to be much taller than I am, and to look at like the soccer like rosters and be like, "Oh, you're five seven? That, that's my height." Yeah, there's a uh, Sebastian Giovinco plays for it's probably Giovinco or something like that, but he plays for uh, Toronto FC. He's five foot four. Don't. Makes $7 million a year as of 2015. In tennis, uh, Diego Schwartzman is five foot eight and uh, visibly adorable on the, on the court. Visibly adorable. Visibly. <laughs> <laughs> He's got to bounce all over the place. He, it, it's, it's really an adorable sight to see. It gives me hope because uh, I'm also five eight. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, way to go, short guys. Yeah. We can do stuff too every now and then. Just not grab anything from the top shelf. That's it. <laughs> That's what stools you are for. Use stools. Yes, exactly. <laughs> exactly. I have one here. If you need yeah. to borrow it when you come next. <laughs> yeah, nothing more masculine than get it climbing onto a stool. That you're borrowing. <laughs> it's okay. Um, I will say. Now, for some reason, because I've been Googling things about height, there is a lovely uh, image of the diverse heights of the Fast and the Furious cast. Hmm. Um, just kind of interesting. Hmm. Okay, so rest, rest I'm sending you guys a, Walker. a little picture of a uh, comparison between uh, Diego Schwartzman and John Isner, who's six foot ten, <laughs> next to little five foot eight Diego Schwartzman. Oh, how cute! <laughs> this is, yeah, tennis players are freaking huge. 
Yeah, which is funny because back in the day they said, oh, nobody over five foot ten can ever win a major. Yeah, and look um, at Nadal and Djokovic is Djokovic is giant. I'm looking at this one for Del Potro the... is fucking giant. Kira, I'm looking at this one you sent us of the Fast and the Furious cast. Shouldn't Paul Walker be negative six feet tall? <laughs> oh, I knew it. I, I knew it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, rest in peace. No, that's what it says above him. My, minus six foot two. When I see you again. <laughs> uh, did that anyone see the, the latest? Yeah. Did anyone see the latest Fast and Furious movie? No. No, Was I didn't good? even see the one he died in. I saw the one that yeah, he died in. Another. And then that's it. The Fate of the Furious is the one. I never even saw Tokyo Drift. I saw the first one and I saw the fifth one. That's all I've seen. Oh, Tokyo Drift is great. They have a dude who has a flat face in it. And they never talk about it. <laughs> but it's really off-putting. Like, oh my god. Why are you guys being mean to that poor villain? <laughs> Can't you see he has it hard? He needs to go unboxed yeah. by nature. I think my my biggest fucking issue is that like they're not actually in order. Like the the like the chronological release is like Tokyo Drift is like fucking different. Oh yeah, that's like you three point five or something, right? Yeah, so like, like it was just kind of like in between. In in chronological order, you have to watch like um fucking the first one. And then you have to watch the second one. Yeah, and then you have to skip ahead. Cerebral storyline. How would you understand Fast and the Furious 4 if you hadn't seen Fast and the Furious 3? Well, no. <laughs> okay, so that's what this is. It would just be well, stupid. This is why it's so fucking annoying. Okay, because you have to watch one and then two and then four and then five. And then, like, the third one. And then you go back. I'm trying to find the actual bullshit oh, like, that's here. The releases are, like, chronologically out of order? Like, in the yeah, like, movie's timeline? Yeah. It's okay. like what Firefly did. <laughs> oh, yeah. I've still never rest, seen Rest that. in peace, sorry. Firefly. It's not your fault. It's Fox's fault that you've never seen it. Apparently. Okay. I, I only ever saw the one episode, but... Fuck you. Yeah. It's a highly characterized show, so uh, if you don't understand, like, if you don't know all the relationships, it's kind of confusing, and Fox, when they released it, they put, they put up episode two instead of episode one, so you had no idea who all these characters were, and they were just pulling, like, a train job in some weird sci-fi future, and it just made no sense, so nobody watched the show, and then only after its death in the middle of its season did people go... Hey, that was a pretty good show. <laughs> if you watch it in order, it actually makes sense. Thanks, Fox. Okay, here we go. Sorry, I completely tuned out because I was trying to fucking find it. Okay, you watch the first one uh, in the like in the order of release. You watch the first one, the second one, fourth, fifth, sixth, third, but you don't watch the post-credit scene of the sixth because it gives away the ending of the third. Oh, that's so awful. I could just get not watching. 
<laughs> I watched all of them in a day when I was sick once, and I literally <laughs> fucking like a whole weekend was spent hating my life. <laughs> but you're like, I'm gonna do it. Oh my god, I had to do it. You gotta just bite the fucking bullet, unless you're Paul Walker. Oh. In which case, you just go speeding down the road. Yeah, even though even though he died in a car, yeah, it's fine. Yep. Yeah, rest in peace, yeah. Ryan Dunn. Oh, that one I was actually <laughs> pretty person? sad about. <laughs> yeah, it oh. killed Viva LaBam. I was still hoping for a comeback. Don't call it a comeback. Hey, we've been here for years. Oh. They All say Star. loot is back, but it never went nowhere. Oh yeah. Um. So Firefly. Okay. Have you both seen it? No. We we already no. talked about that. Okay. So I that's why I about the death. We talked about the death of Firefly and how Fox killed it. Okay, that makes more sense. And David's only seen one episode. Yep. I don't know which one. I don't either. I just came over and you guys were watching it and I was like, well, and now I'm watching this. Yeah. At least yeah, it didn't kill long. At least it didn't kill Nathan Fillion's career. <laughs> yeah, he his went on. Marina Bakarin or Bakarin, however you pronounce that, she's got work now. Yeah, that one. <laughs> Wasn't the... also uh Zach Oh, yeah, Zach Efron was in an episode. Yeah. What? <laughs> yeah, when they do the flashback for Simon when he's like a little kid, the little kid version of him is Zach Efron. That's the one I was Oh there my for. gosh, how cute! A really young Zach Efron. Like pre Summerland. Yeah, pre. I don't, I don't know <gasps> when was Summerland. Was oh that before my High School Musical? God. No, Summerland was a show yeah. with Jesse McCartney that Zach Efron was on. Oh, you, you've already told me what, what time period that's from by saying Jesse McCartney. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I know where you're at. This was not recently. It was Zac Efron, Jesse McCartney, the mom from Full House. Not, not, <laughs> not the dead mom, but Becky. Um, oh, yeah. Not the dead mom. <laughs> <laughs> Just so we're clear. <laughs> Just making sure, obviously. Okay. Um. Jesse fucking McCartney too. <laughs> that was a fucking I, I horrible time it. in human history. Yeah, I agree. What? So much blonde, <laughs> so much surfer blonde bro pop from like Laguna Beach. Oh my god! Yeah. Oh my god! Got Jesse rid of Laguna McCartney. Beach for Jesse for, uh, for Jersey Shore. Jesse McCartney still making music. Yes. <laughs> Oh god no. Why? Is it any good? I don't know, but we're about to listen to it. I'm 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 actually a fan of his music. Oh, Beautiful Soul is still his number one. Good for him. That was just oh my god. Oh god, he's playing here. He's on tour. (laughs) (laughs) What sick world do we live in where Justin McCartney's still on tour? Why can't he just retire at twenty seven? I I hope that Aaron Carter still still plays one uh time I beat Shaq. Oh. You know he he has to. Or I hope he does. 
I hope he goes around singing AC's Alien Nation. Aaron Carter. Well, according yeah. according to his Twitter, he spent his weekend uh, with World Star and his Nintendo Switch with a very, <laughs> very unflattering selfie. Aaron Carter has seven uh. shows between now and September eighth. Yeah, he's oh, still he doesn't look good. I mean, he looks like he's done cocaine in his butthole. <laughs> oh. I mean, to be fair, oh my god, oh my god. He is playing a show in Ralston, Nebraska on July 27th with O-Town, Ryan Cabrera, oh, Oh, no. And Lance Bass. Lance <laughs> <laughs> Bass is a solo act? <laughs> no, this is, I think, this, I think this is the tour. <laughs> oh my god. That's. Wow. <laughs> yeah, on the 28th, really... all those same people are in. Oh my god. New City, I think it's called. <laughs> Not all the same people. No, oh, I'm wrong. Hosted by Lance Bass of Insync. Oh my god, it's called the Pop 2000 Tour, and there is a fucking website. Oh no! Holy shit! Oh yes! Oh yes! Here you guys. Go. It's managed by Squarespace, so God bless. Of course it is. <laughs> With performances also including Tyler Hilton. Oh my Ooh. god. He was on One Tree Hill for like a real fucking long time. All these white boys are tatted up and they're such bad tattoos. <laughs> they're such 90s tattoos. Oh my god. This one's a heart, but oh. it's a real heart and it says mom on it. <laughs> oh, oh my god. god. Oh my god. <laughs> oh, they're playing in Honolulu. <laughs> They're playing the state fair in DeCoin, Illinois. <laughs> I'm crying. This is. Uh... <laughs> they're they're fucking that Pop 2000 tour. Like their logo is like a goddamn. It's a sideways rocket pop, but not in the rocket shape. <laughs> They, I believe they refer to that as a popsicle. <laughs> <laughs> and it's just leaking everywhere. <laughs> what is this? Who put this together? Lance Bass. Ooh, they, they are on Instagram. Let's see how many... I'm going to fucking punch my... I'm going to throw myself off this fire escape. If, okay. They only have like 1,000 followers on Instagram. I feel much better. Thank God. I was gonna a throw thousand myself. people are into this. <laughs> I was gonna throw my. Well, I honestly thought I was gonna click on it and it was gonna be like sixty three thousand. Yeah. Well, thank God. Why, why would anyone even follow that? What is, what is their what are the updates? Do they need to know all the new oh. updates? Oh no, you're gonna appreciate this. This particular um, post was posted in announcing uh, the the. The uh, tour kickoff uh, in Dallas. <laughs> How to have a Cinco de Mayo margarita 
Top 2K Tour Recipe, brought to you by Lance Bass. Wow. Oh my god, somebody thought this was a good idea. Multiple people had to, because somebody had to pitch this. And then somebody else had to be like, I'll give you the funding, let's go, let's get this done. Assemble the team. I mean, are you sure it wasn't just Lance Bass using, like, his final, like... <laughs> he's just gonna like be done after this. Hey guys, I'll give you a hundred dollars a show if you go and perform with me. <laughs> and all those guys are like, "Yeah, I, I need it." You you know what I like? If you go to songkick.com, which is where one of you buy the tickets for one of the events, it shows O Town mm. as the headliner, and then it rates how likely people are to know the other acts based on knowing the headliner. And so it says, will you like them under Ryan Cabrera? It says, hell yeah. Almost all fans who like the headliner like this artist too. And under the next one it says, will you like them? Aaron Carter. It says YOLO. Most fans of the headliner don't know this artist. Be one of the first. Hold on. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Poor Aaron Carter. <laughs> it's not that people don't know him, it's that they go the same Aaron Carter. <laughs> it's not Aaron a different guy. Aaron Carter had a whole like 13 minutes of fame. It was a beautiful two days of life. Oh, I just realized I sent the Instagram link to the wrong person. <laughs> so now <laughs> my he's gonna have this fucking friend. <laughs> I really hope whoever you send that to just goes down. <laughs> I'm the down. Is, no. The thing is, she fucking is, and I know. Oh my god! This This sounds like a recipe for a good time. Oh my god! Oh, good thing they're not coming to San Francisco, according Three to the Three ounces of nostalgia. One and one and a half ounces of frosted tips and four equal parts of O Town, Ryan Cabrera, Aaron Carter, and Tyler Hill. This isn't even drinkable. This is not a margarita. Who did this? <laughs> Why must we all be such voracious content consumers to where so many feels compelled to put this into the world? And why did they use the 8-bit font for the Pop 2K tour? 8-bit's cool, man. It's so retro. Back to the 2000s. Okay. Whoa! (laughs) Guys. Meanwhile, Joey Fatone is doing very well. He's announcing Steve Harvey on Family Feud. Joey Fat One? Yep. (laughs) Joey Fat One. Oh his, man. his whole job is to go from Miami, Florida. This is Family Feud. I'm Joey Fatone, and here's your host, Steve <laughs> Harvey. That's an amazing fucking job. That's the best part of watching Family Feud is getting here, Joey Fat One, for a few more seconds. Yeah, what is JC Shazay up to these days? <laughs> Probably not much. He's just he's just doing all right. There's an online store for NSYNC that he tweeted about. And that's pretty much it. 
I mean, but they, hey, NSYNC's got a Twitter account. They could be Backstreet Boys who are still putting out music. Uh, did you yeah. guys see the Backstreet Boys uh, with Jimmy Fallon? No. They did the kindergarten or the classroom toys for I Want It That Way. Nice. Definitely going to be watching that after this. Yes. That sounds yeah. amazing. They're all wearing all white. Oh, nice. excellent. Like, like how they were in the video. <laughs> yep. And then again, and this is the end. Yes. <laughs> Such a fucking great movie. <laughs> Meanwhile, I'm still have, I'm closing out all of the multiple tabs that I've opened during this podcast and just came back upon Firefly Zac Efron image search. So. Isn't he adorable? This is, this Look is, how young he is. he's fucking cute. Looks like he's trying to figure out how to keep his head in the game. (laughs) Somebody's just got to come along and tell him, nah, you got to get you. Get you. Get your head in the game. And then, you know, but he'll just tell them that they're all together. Hey, I got that one. I've heard that song. You know that we are, because we're all stars, and we see that. (laughs) I don't know. Okay, he lost me again. They're soaring. <laughs> they're flying. More. <laughs> hey, you can bet on that. It's not a star in heaven that they can't see. <laughs> Whatever. I'm so glad I don't know what you guys are talking about. We're literally just talking in high school musical songs lyrics Jay, right now. If we're flying, then part. we're breaking free, okay? <laughs> Gotta just pop to the top. The best thing is, I'm sure that like there's there's like little things that are off on them too. Oh, for fucking sure. Ooh, they have all of the songs in a Spotify playlist thanks to user Candy forty four fifty two. Candy forty four fifty one was taken. Apparently, Candy's four one through forty four fifty one were all taken. God damn. That's surprising. Should have just gone with I want candy. (laughs) And we're back to Aaron Carter. (laughs) (laughs) Everything always comes back to Aaron Carter. (laughs) He is the glue that holds the world together. Anyway. Well, guys. guys. (laughs) And get his. Do we need to do an introduction? Oh. Yeah, I'll put it I'll put it at the beginning. <laughs> <laughs>